0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bingu, Choom, and K-Pop Tunes. You are listening to Choom and Chill. So this episode's going to have a lot going on, so I'm just going to jump straight into it, Uh, but in a a once-in-a-lifetime feat that has probably only ever occurred one other time in my lifetime, I'm watching multiple K-dramas at once, and I didn't just stop at one drama, two drama, or three, and so I bypassed my typical limit, and I'm watching four currently airing Korean dramas. Because these dramas are so new and recent, or at least a good handful of them, I thought it might be interesting to share some opinions and first impressions that I gathered in just the first episode or first couple of episodes. And as many know with K-dramas, first impressions are very important. For some, they make or break the drama, quite literally. While I've never been the one to start a drama without the complete intent of finishing it, because I'm not the kind of person that likes committing to something, if there's no possibility I'll like it at all. Even though, that being said, there's been a lot of handful of dramas that I've just randomly stopped watching in the middle because I end up getting to a point where I don't like the show and don't want to finish it. Uh, But anyway, I've seen quite a few people drop the drama after the first or second episode which is really what determines whether they'll like it and keep watching and that's just a general factor of Korean dramas themselves. Dramas tend to air two episodes a week and so they have those first two episodes to basically snag you into the story and if they fail essentially their viewership for the remainder of the show might fail. So as I said, I'm currently watching four dramas all at once. The shows all began at varying times, so they have a different amount of episodes available, but they're all currently on air right now, and I thought it would be interesting to give my opinion on them. So this opinion is all based on the first two episodes of these dramas, and I spent like the last two weeks catching up on dramas that are currently airing because they all started at the same time or around the same time, and I just completely spaced on that fact. And so with the limited information provided, you might be able to guess which dramas it is that I'm watching, but in case you actually suck at guessing like I do, the dramas are Why Her, also known as Why J, Eve, Link, Eat, Love, and Kill, and Alchemy of Souls. So yeah, I'm just going to give first impressions and talk about them a little bit. Um, I'll start with the drama that I'm probably the most obsessed with, but also equally as kind of disappointed with. Um, if you follow me on social media, some of you might know that I've really been looking forward to the drama yo Su j solely for the appearance of rookie actor bae and hyuk despite not really being into, like, law-related genres, and there are a lot of law-related dramas this year, as much as I like Hwang and Yup as well and loved his character and true beauty as well as his acting, and um this, the one that's based off of 17. Oh, where he goes in the past and he's 17 again. I forgot the name of it all of a sudden, but I watched him in both of those and I liked him. But as much as I like... Hwang in Yup, I just really fell in love with Bay and yuk He won my heart over the most. I don't even remember what drama it was that he won my heart over in, but I've seen every single work that he's been in since discovering him last year. And I've slowly seen him growing. And it's just, it was so exciting for me to see him as a second lead in this, or at least advertised as a second lead. But I have to ask, is he even a second lead at all? And the reason I say this is because almost everywhere it was advertised that he would be the second lead. He was on the posters for the drama and everything. He's in like the top four or five people of the cast, which usually determines who's like a main character and... It seemed to be that he had a pretty important role, with his last name being Choi, and obviously without giving too many spoilers, being related to Choi Taeguk, head of TK Law Firm, in some way. Yet he hardly has any significant time in the drama so far. His appearance has been very limited, and after things get rolling after the first episode and some background on Oh Soo Jae that sets up the story, it seems like the main focus is Gong Chan. Which as the main lead is totally understandable, I get it, not complaining about that, but I do think there's a huge gap both emotionally and professionally between Gong Chan and Oh Soo that makes me really wonder if the romance in this drama is absolutely necessary. So besides my initial disappointment with the direction, the story goes romantically, Gong Chan's character, and Choi Yun-san's lack of appearance, my other initial reactions to the drama include curiosity over Jusei's background that turned her into the cold, hard woman that she is today, and how she climbed her way to the top, and why her goals seem so TK-oriented despite the clear sexism she faces and all the enemies within the firm that surround her. Also, despite my feelings on the romance, I do think it'll be fun to see how a cold and calculated female lead such as herself will open up because it does feel like she has quite a bit pent up inside her to let loose that can maybe use the comfort. Uh, Though I hope the writers don't make it completely out of character and drop the ball because I do like that she is a, a strong female lead the way that she is, and it would just seem out of character for her to just kind of do a 360 like that and then there's also curiosity with how far she's planned ahead for her goals and what appears to be the personal vendetta because it, it's quite clear after she barged into the meeting and outwardly proclaimed that she was the backbone of TK law firm which isn't technically a lie but it clearly rubbed chairman Choi the wrong way she basically marked herself as a public enemy Public enemy number one. And after So Young's jarring death, and when I say jarring, I literally mean I jumped in my seat when she fell from the rooftop and the blood spattered all over su everything just seems to be put in motion to go absolutely wrong for su at this point. As though that death were the turning point that conveniently fell into Chairman Choi's lap when he wasn't really looking for it. Like He probably had a plan on the side, because I definitely don't trust the guy, even though he raise Suje into the lawyer she is. Don't trust him. So that was a lot on why Oh Suje. I apologize for rambling so much, but the my my thoughts for the first two episodes were kind of all over the place because there was a lot going on and there was a lot of jumping around and a couple of flashbacks that kind of set things up. I do think the drama is going to be interesting going forward. I'm just really upset with Bay and Hyuk's screen time, so I don't know how much I'm going to be invested in it, because romance aside, I really just wanted to see him get screen time, and he hasn't gotten screen time. He gets like eight minutes per episode of the one-hour show, so that's that. Second drama on the list um, that I'm equally obsessed with at the moment is Link, Eat, Love, Kill, So I went into this drama for, one, Moon Ga Young. I really like her as an actress. And two, something more lighthearted. Of the dramas that I'm watching, everything is really heavy. And I started this one last, even though it's second on the list. And I really thought, just from the synopsis, that this was going to be a fun and kind of comedic romance with a missing sister backstory and the closure coming from that due to an emotional link between two lead characters. And I really thought it was just going to be a show where two people happened to share the same feelings with each other, um, and maybe with some light sprinkling of poorly timed cliches that make it cringe, like the standard K-drama tropes. That's what I thought this was. Yet somehow I got thrown into some sort of murder mystery where the whole town seems to be guilty of some sort of crime, and the male and female lead, who both seem to be carrying a lot of trauma with them, that's weighing them down and a soccer situation turned murder situation until the dead body goes missing and a part of me is saying that the chef has a hand in it and another part of me is saying that the dead guy walked out of the fridge. That's what I got into. So I guess I really overlooked the whole kill part of the title with having expected this to be a comedy romance about two people linked together. But that being said, I'm very much enjoying the dark humor, and I think that the first two episodes are packed with a lot more crime as well than I was initially expecting. I also think that the flashbacks in the drama are well timed with information that's needed to be revealed to the viewers, to understand the future situations that are happening. Um, and I like that Moon Ga Young and Yo Jengu's chemistry is just like off the charts so far. Like they have really good chemistry, and I, I can't help but think that though this drama has so much more to offer especially since the stalker plot line hasn't ended quite yet even though it isn't like the forefront of activity and there's Gaihun's past and his twin sister's disappearance slowly unfolding as the background story. I just think that there's more that this drama has to offer and most dramas I am pleased with the fact that the stalker Storyline is going still. Most dramas use something like this as a quick plot device, but they're really taking crimes like this against women seriously and really, like, focusing on it in the drama. It's a really, like, recurrent thing. And... I like that they're also delving into the trauma after Dahyun's attack. That just seems very natural. Like a lot of shows will have something like this happen and maybe have a little section of the episode that's dedicated to the after effects of what a stalker attack can do. But they've really made Dahyun's personality mix in with that. Like that's not something that goes away. So I was just really impressed with that part of the drama. So my main hyperfixation with this drama is who is the culprit to Gaihun's sister's disappearance because the whole town just seems sketchy and there were way too many people that were sharing nods and glancing at each other the night the town was searching for his sister. And I just really find it odd that Dahyun's mom and grandma conveniently knew how to clean up a body so easily, which is something that her monologue also points out. And then my other... One is the curiosity behind how the link began and why it began, and as awesome as the story is so far, and really the dark humor that's in it, and the plot lines that are happening, and how involved it's making me, there's this fantasy aspect of it that could easily be overlooked and forgotten about, except for furthering the plot and romance when needed, which really sucks. So I'm hoping we do get an idea as to why the two characters got linked together. Because obviously we know why the twins were linked together, but what's going on here? Because I don't think she's his sister. Like, not at all. Okay, so I apologize if I'm moving through these really fast, but like I said, this episode has a lot of Korean dramas, and so I'm just trying to kind of steamroll through it, (laughs) and I'm kind of just rambling at this point. But anyway, the third drama on the list is Alchemy of Souls. And so I saw a Netflix commercial for this on Instagram one day of all places, and I'm not usually the type to watch historical dramas, let alone historical dramas with blatant fantasy in them, just because for some reason CGI in it always just irks me, especially with Asian-produced content. I once tried to watch a sea drama that was fantasy and kind of historical, and I just was not into it i guess it just kind of falls into the realm of like the kung fu movies like old american kung fu movies where they're like doing this ridiculous like floating in the air fighting I just can't get into that for some reason but this preview that Netflix put out that I saw on Instagram really did its job really well because I got hooked on that preview and what little of the storyline was available within that preview and the first and second episode served as the sinker for the hook and line that I received from that preview because I was completely drawn in and I hope it really stays that way for the drama because I'm very hesitant to commit to historical and historical fantasy dramas. So I really, I really hope this keeps going. So this is another drama that I really like on this list. Um, My first impression was that possibly the CGI budget, like immediately, this was my first impression. I thought the CGI budget may have been completely used up and spent up on these first two episodes. I sincerely hope that isn't the case because while some of the fantasy aspects are a little too fantastical for my taste, as per mentioned, I'm looking at you, silly dramatic fight scenes where the characters float around easily. Uh, Everything besides the fighting so far has still been done in a very tasteful manner. But really, though, that's my only complaint about this drama. Otherwise, everything else is really great. I think the comedy is well-timed and well-fitting, although sometimes a little bit ridiculous, but it goes entirely with the situation at hand for poor former assassin-turned-main Naksu, who is now known as Mudak. And really the best part of the whole show so far is Ook wondering if a crab leg could have killed him. Like That's the kind of humor that we have. Sometimes it's very subtle. Sometimes it's kind of offhand humor, and then sometimes it's a little bit more blatant, and I really like that mix. Um, The crab leg scene, if you watch the drama, just watch it for the first episode's crab leg scene. It was super funny. So the array of characters in the show as well and their different personalities has really dragged me in too and kind of like sealed the deal. I'm very intrigued by every character in their story and what they'll bring to the show. And I'm also impressed by our main character, Ook's subtle cleverness, paired with his easygoing personality that kind of makes him appear to be not that smart because he's always kind of getting into trouble and known as a troublemaker. And then this is another drama that it's also undeniable that the leads have some insane chemistry going on. Like, I am so in love with these lead characters. I cannot even tell you that the actors are doing a great job. They're kind of awkward, In the first two episodes, like, they have some awkwardness between them, but they still have that underlying chemistry that you can kind of, like, they just get along really well. Like, you can tell. You can blatantly see it despite the awkward scenes, and that's just so exciting to me. I almost want to say of the list that that one was my favorite, although I'm really kind of actually between Link, Eat, Love, Kill, and Alchemy of Souls being my favorite, despite really looking forward to YOSUJ, but... Before I get ahead of myself, we have one last drama on the list, and that last drama of the bunch is Eve with Celia G's return to acting. So I really enjoyed her in Save Me, so much so that I've actually rewatched portions of that specific drama, which kind of put her and her performances on my radar. And I haven't been able to see her in It's Okay to Not Be Okay, even though that's something that I really want to watch. It always just kept getting pushed on the back burner but I've seen some scenes of her in that drama and I also am just always so impressed with her stunning performances. So unfortunately, this is a melodrama and melodramas are, as stated or as implied, melancholic and dramatic all at once. And so I was hoping to go into this with a bang and be insanely entranced by So G's character Lee Ryle, especially after the preview and gifs that I've seen floating around online. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case, which I honestly shouldn't be surprised by since it is a melodrama, and yet somehow I still find myself surprised nonetheless. So the drama starts off slow, and when I say slow, I mean so, 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 so very slow, which I guess makes sense. We get a whole backstory after all, and honestly we have to get to the bottom of why we are where we are in the first place when the drama starts, and so the backstory makes sense. So the first episode starts in the present with Park Byung-moon's character Yoon-kyum, I think is his name, at a press conference for the conglomerate LY group, just as juicy rumors kind of start to spread on the interwebs and go around the press room that he's in. So he married into LY group through his wife, han Sora, who also gets word of these rumors and absolutely is not happy at all. And the head of the family, I think he's a congressman. Han Panro, who's her father, who is just as evil as evil as evil can be. Like, his introduction in the story was just to clearly show that he's evil. I got nothing else out of it. He was literally introduced torturing some whistleblowers while playing golf and then later pouring blood on them and letting his dogs attack them. Literally WDF. Like, I got nothing else out of that except that I'm not going to like him at all. Um, Anyway, he's even less happy about the matter, and he even calls his daughter and basically is like, why can't you control your husband? Which I can tell that they kind of have a rocky relationship just from that phone call, but I just, man, he's mean. (laughs) So after a whole introduction scene like this, we uh, have the drama flashback to three months prior to an opening ceremony for the year at a very, 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 very elite elementary school. I... Could never get any of my future kids into a school like that. I don't even know if a school like that actually exists. Like, that's how prestige it was. But this is where we get some backstory and are introduced to Lee Ryle and further see her plan put into motion with the help of, one, her own charisma, two, her daughter, and then three, later her husband, who unknowingly participates, on how she intends to exact her revenge. At least, that's what I'm guessing it is, because... It's a melodrama. One and two, she's only got eyes for Yoon Kim the whole night even though at one point she has dressing room sex with her husband. She she still looks at Yoon Kim who happens to witness it through the open door. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I just what is going on? Like why? Um I will say that byung guns acting throughout the first episode was a little subpar and I've seen him in other works so I was Kind of disappointed in that. He seemed constipated the entire time, even while staring down the goddess that is still G. And then after the events of the night kind of unfold, we get another flashback from the three-month flashback to a 13-years-prior flashback that gives us even more backstory concerning the 15-year-old Ra'el at the time and what got her to the point she's at now with this whole revenge coming into play and how she got her nasty scars that are covered by some very pretty tattoos and why she has eyes for only one man that isn't her husband. So there was a flashback within a flashback and that that just drove me crazy. Sorry that just that's that's why I sighed before like leading into this because that just drove me crazy and I don't know why but I don't like I don't like melodramas for this reason. It's always like, let's go back to the past. We need to find out what's going on. And then it's like, let's go further into the past to find out what's going on. And I'm like, please, no, stop. If you don't do it right, it's going to get confusing. And luckily, it didn't get confusing in this case. But it's just going to get tiresome if they keep doing it. And I hope that they don't. And So I only watched the first episode of this. And the first episode has kind of left me feeling eh, meh, to be honest. It was so slow-paced, and I kept waiting for something to happen, and nothing ever did. And not only that, but as I said, Byung-gun's acting just kind of pulled me out of the whole thing, which, as I said as well, I was just really surprised by because I've seen him in other shows. And then lastly, it also just kind of left a sour taste in my mouth watching this, because as much as I want to feel bad for Raelle and what happened to her and her family, and I do feel bad, can I really sympathize with her? Because I don't feel like I can really sympathize with her, especially considering the fact that her husband clearly adores her. And I end up just feeling bad for him because as of right now, I can't see that he's ever really done anything clearly wrong to her. And he's just getting dragged into all this infidelity that's about to happen when he seems to have no connection to Yoon Kim other than the fact that they happen to work at the same branch of LY group. Together. And that's probably, I'm guessing, how Ryle was able to establish her connection and able to get to the point that she is. So it seems like he's just an innocent bystander that just gets dragged into the crossfire. And that's just really disappointing because he really does seem like he's devoted to her. Maybe that'll change in upcoming episodes, but I really, I really can't find myself sympathizing with our. Main female lead. This episode also just kind of left me with the feelings of anticipation. I really, honestly, just want to see more of Lee Sang Yub's character. He was briefly shown at the start and then later introduced as a lawyer for Raoul's family, who wasn't able to help in the second 13-year flashback. And he stated in that flashback that he was going to give up being a lawyer because he realized you need to have power in order to do things. And His introduction at the start of the drama, in the scene that he's introduced in, he does clearly have some power in his new position, or at least some semi-power. So I want to know how he's going to reconnect with Ryle, and how he's going to get dragged into this mess that's about to transpire. He's shown higher in the leading list of actors as well, even over Ryle's husband. So I'm just wondering, is he himself going to get mixed up emotionally with Ryle or not? But honestly... Honestly, melodramas that I have watched in the past have done a really good job of establishing a connection of sympathy towards the main characters, and I do feel that Eve is lacking in that aspect, so I guess I'm curious to see how remaining episodes will go, but as of right now, I'm just not really interested in her and her revenge story, like, To be completely honest and that that is a little sad because all of the previews look really cool and she looks stunning and gorgeous but she also just doesn't why did she have to drag innocent people into everything or are they connected maybe i'm wrong and they're all connected to something who knows i guess we'll find out so as i said this episode went a little bit longer ish than usual because there was just a lot to get through and i apologize for kind of rambling and steamrolling through it and just blurting out all of my thoughts about these dramas and their first and second episodes and my opinions of them but that's my first impression of four currently airing dramas that I'm watching I think it'd be really interesting if I come back when the dramas have their turning point and do some follow-up thoughts and feelings or maybe i'll just wait until the end and give ending thoughts and feelings i'm not really sure it just kind of depends on how things play out so we'll see about that and what happens especially because some of them didn't start airing at the same time so they're not all on the same runtime schedule so that might be a little bit difficult even as i'm releasing this episode like some of the dramas are already at the turning point the halfway episode seven point So anyway, again, I apologize, um, but these are the currently airing dramas that I'm currently watching, so if you see me on my personal Twitter ranting and raving about them, please join in. I would love to talk to people about them. Also, remember to like, comment, subscribe, leave some feedback for the episodes, tell me your thoughts and feelings of these dramas if you're watching them too, and obviously give me your first impressions too. Were they the same? Did they differ at all? Just... Let me know what you think. Put it all on the table like I just did for a whole 30-something minutes. So thank you so much for listening to me ramble about these shows. I am so sorry that this spanned so long, but I do appreciate you listening. Just remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And we, or I, will see you on either another episode of Bingo and Choom at some point or another episode of Choom and Chill. Who knows? It might be a surprise. Bye!